What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It gives me great pleasure to welcome you back once again to Flirting Far with Far, the AJ Rose Show. We are live. Not live. You're not listening to this live. But right now, we are recording it live in Burlington, Vermont, and I am here with two frequent podcast guests, but I'm next to them this time, Eric Simpson and Megan Lambrose. How are you guys doing? Eric? We're doing great. How are you doing? Eh. No, I'm kidding. I'm doing great. I know. Oh, okay. this, has been, this has been lovely. It's been... I came up here yesterday... And I'm here today, Saturday, August, September 16th, 2017. It's like 8.54 p.m. And Megan, how are you? I'm good. It's like late, late September, man. That early September, the August. I mean, it's it was hot enough today That's that it true. felt like August. That's true. People were walking around in their shorts. It was 80 degrees. I had to put special face sunscreen on, yeah. which Eric just got turned on to recently. Mm. I don't know how. Mm. You got to know that there's specific sunscreen for your face. Yeah. I did not. I still didn't know. I just learned it again. Uh, <laughs> I would ask you guys how your day was, but we spent the whole day together, so I just am going to answer that for you. Our day was lovely. and Did lots of stuff. Yeah, and didn't expend that much energy, which is nice. We did get to play some rock band, which I hadn't played in a while. Eric and I were pretty nostalgic about that. What we wanted to talk about on today's podcast was Eric and I wanted to talk about Season 7 of Game of Thrones. Unfortunately, Megan hasn't seen any of Game of Thrones, and I don't know if she's okay with us just openly discussing... Oh, please do. Please do. Lots of things. Because it's also going to sound strange to an outsider. We're going to be like, oh yeah, you know how the two main characters and like... Well, see, I, I updated her here and there with what was happening, being like, oh man, they hooked up, or oh man, they died, or da 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 And she's like absorbed enough through just osmosis. I've got so- the basic bits, but I don't like watching the people die, so... Yeah, it's really violent. Yeah. It's a really violent show. Yeah. I just don't like mm-hmm. it. But please talk about it. Eric, we are now, what, three weeks removed from the end of Game of Thrones Season 7? Tomorrow? Tomorrow makes three weeks? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... On the whole, I think people thought it was super up and down seven episodes. Yeah. Seven episodes as opposed to ten. There are ten episodes of each of the first six seasons of Game of Thrones. Now we've got seven this year, six whenever season eight is. We never we don't know when that is. I would say it's been up and down in terms of like people liking the episodes, but I would say it's been like like an absolute race downhill in terms of like the pacing. Right. Which has been great, although I can understand people missing the lighter moments. Do you li- you like the pacing? Why? It's very very exciting. Like it's been we've been building on everything for years now, yep. and it's finally all coming to a head. Uh, Twenty years, if you count. A lot. The a lot of people uh, made the correct point that a lot of the best Game of Thrones world building and character building happen when characters are in between destinations. When Jamie and Brienne are in between destinations mm-hmm. when Arya and the Hound, Podrick and Brienne, Catelyn Stark and Tyrion when they're on the road together. Mm. A lot of stuff happens in the time in between when you're where you need to be. And now there's none of that because all the characters seem to know the Dragon Ball Z instant transmission technique mm-hmm. because they're getting from place to place to place to place at the drop of a hat. Yeah. So are you okay with the instant transmission because it leads to explosions, like explosive I mean, plot? Like I'm, I, I, if anyone can is willing to overlook things to make things more exciting, it's me. That's a very good piece I, of self analysis. I am, I am extremely forgiving with lots of things. Like I watched um, 
that Netflix show. So I watched The Defenders, and it was it was pretty good. The Defenders. Yeah, but I watched. But in order to get to there, I hadn't watched Iron Fist yet, and I slogged through that. And I was being like, "Well, okay, I'm still into this." But I, then, like, the more I would read about it and read com- like comments about, it, I was like, "Yeah, no, it wasn't. It's not very good, is it? No, no, it was not." Do you approve of? The two principal characters of Game of Thrones, as it as it has shaken out over seven years, Jon Snow and Daenerys Targaryen getting together. Yes, you do approve. Yes, even Through though gritted teeth. Even though Daenerys Targaryen is Jon Snow's aunt, technically. Yes. yes. I'm super That's... into the on-screen visuals. If that has anything to do with anything, right? I think I showed her the clip of them hooking up. Right. Yeah. Which, which <laughs> good butts. Some real good I was gonna butts. say, Kit Harrington gets a lot of the 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 skin time yeah. there, and I'm you know, into that. Has, you know, we're looking for equality, right? So we're looking for the guys to show off as much skin as the ladies. I think that's a, a step Definitely. in the in the mm-hmm. equality direction. I don't know. It's it's. Just, I think audiences, not only Game of Thrones audiences, but TV watching and cinema watching audiences are so used to the women showing most of the skin that it's kind of. Uh, uh, it was shocking to me to just see just mostly Kit Harrington, but mm-hmm. hey, you know. But hey. Nice. They're on, <laughs> nice they're on a but. They're on a bed though, so that's not. It doesn't fully work. I mean, I I think. <laughs> well, they're on a bed instead of hay. Yes, <laughs> there it is. Okay. Uh, oh no. I do. Are you? Are you nervous about the end of the show? So okay, so I would I think the one decent criticism about season seven was that we got off way too easy. We only lost really Viserion and Olena. And... Viserion the dragon. Yes, yes. La- Lady Olena Tyrell. And, and, and in reality, he just switched teams. He's, he's not dead. No, we know we didn't lose him. Yeah, he yeah, just, just got teams. traded. He got traded. He, he, got tra- <laughs> he got traded by a spear. He got turned into the blue eyes white dragon from Yu Gi Oh, man. <laughs> what Come a on. great meme. What a great meme. Oh, like, it just, there were so it just, many it was blue eyes white for memes. them. Oh, it was my yeah, God. yeah. The amount of blue eyes white dragon, like, that times I saw that card on my Twitter timeline that night, I was like, this is nostalgic because I remember that it has 3,000 attack points and 2,500 defense points. Wow. I missed that train, the Yu-Gi-Oh train. I don't know. I went right from Pokemon to Magic the Gathering. And by right, when, I mean you know, a good 10 years. I mean, Magic the Gathering is the an actual card game that has rules and skill sets and, and whatnot. Is, Yu-Gi-Oh! You know, is well like, designed. Yu-Gi-Oh! is the, the most dumbed-down kids' version of Magic the Gathering. And frequently the characters on the show, shout-out to Yama Yugi, voiced by Dan Green. Kaiba! He would just ignore all the rules of Yu-Gi-Oh! in all those duels. <laughs> Could you imagine doing that in like or any sort of real sport even be like, just you get tackled, you're like, you just get up and keep running. Right, the ball, exactly. And they're, like, and they're like, "We blew the whistle. Where are you, where are you going?" Like, no, you no, there's a touchdown. It'd be like, it'd be like the White House. Ah, <laughs> nicely done. There it is. Not nicely done by the White no. House, though. No, sorry. Uh, any? Uh, I'm trying to think. Game of Thrones wise, do you think that it is going to the the end of the show is going to determine for a lot of people? Whether they like the show or not, because TV endings have this weird thing where oh yeah, it's it, it should never be about the destination. It should always be about the journey. A show ending yeah. poorly shouldn't shouldn't ruin like what we've we've had seven seasons of the most ambitious thing ever put on TV. Yeah, and it's such a cultural phenomenon too. It's also the last, as I would say, monoculture show. It's the last one where most of the people I know who watch it watch it. As it airs on 9 p.m. on Sundays, 
and it gets it's a water cooler show. It gets talked about. Yeah. People in the office, people in most walks of life are talking can talk about Game of Thrones. Which I makes think it, after know. how long it's been and how widely it's been consumed, I think that it can only be disappointing hmm. the ending. That's a fair point. Because uh, a show that by most by most standards did get the ending right is Breaking Bad, a show that really just wrapped the ending of a show in this neat little box and presented it in Vince Gilligan style. Yeah. And some people thought it was a little too neat. Uh, I think that people will always find something... To, I think the moral of that story is people will always find something to complain about. And right. there's so many people watching that so many people are going to find something to complain about. Right. I think no matter you, how good it is, it, the, someone's going to have something the impossible, to say about it. The reason it's impossible is because you either have to please the fans saying, like, these characters need to behave this way and this needs to happen mm-hmm. because that makes sense for a good arc. Meanwhile, then there's people being like, if this happens, it's predictable. So yeah. There's, so there's just, there's just a... You My mom has time. always thought that the Night King and the White Walkers are going to just destroy everybody. She has thought that for a while. That would be pretty brutal. Yeah. But, yeah. but so is the show, supposedly. Right, and this is, this is the ultimate... I do, do you feel bad for George R.R. R. Martin that he is watching his life's work get finished in another medium by somebody else? No, because he's... See, that's the thing. Now it's becoming like... A, the reason that this show is like, you know, taking a dip in the writing quality is because he's just sort of like... It really just comes to, comes to like... It's the, no longer the, like... The, tra- the train is off the tracks. Right. It's no longer that he's not ferreting fast enough. It's that he can't finish the, this story because it's so massive and that it's having to be finished for him. I think he's found a successful way out and I think he might be a little bit thankful. Huh. Because now he gets to either be better or just do what the show did. For what it's worth, the breakneck pace of these last two seasons does sort of allow you to think, wow, that a lot of these storylines could be very fleshed out and there is room for many thousands of pages of George, the way he has written the right. first five books. And in a perfect world, maybe that's how they would have done the show. They would have done, at the same pace they did the first six seasons, they could have done 12, 14 seasons of the show, but it's just not a feasible thing to do. Right, and when they created the show, they were, they were, Earth. They were adapting. These weren't, they, these was their first show that the, the showrunners had ever made. D.B. Weiss and David Benioff. Yes, they hadn't been like, hey, this is our like fifth show, let's do this thing. And, like, where we, where they have writing experience. No, they were adapting the show. And now they're like, it's, you know, and they've still done, an, I think they've still done a great job with the task at hand. Mm-hmm. Being asked to, to finish the show with what, like, from scratch, basically, where you, you know how the characters behave and you know how the world works, but you don't, you don't have like a blue, you have, might you, have some notes from him. But Do otherwise. you have a prediction for how it's going to end? I think... We have to have a major, major character death. And by major, major, I mean like... Tyrion? Tyrion, John. Daenerys, or John or um, Cersei. Well, Cersei, I think, is going to die Cersei anyway. will have to go. Has to go. It'd be, I would be actually very, very angry if she lived through the whole series. Yes. Shout out to Lena Headey, who in I real think... life is just a bright ray of sunshine and happiness. I can't believe and, Jamie Lannister made it through this season. And shout out to Nikolaj Castorwaldo, who he... Nikolai, I think. Is Nikolai? It's Nikolai? Yeah, you're right, you're right. Nikolai Castorwaldo, who's been great as Jamie this whole run, and now they're separate. 
Yep. And I think that's probably that is probably how that ends. Jamie probably kills Cersei. That's what I probably. That's that's, that's the big fan hopeful because yeah. you know, people for a long time thought it was going to be Tyrion, but it's more poetically. It's if more it's poetic Jamie. to have Jamie do it because she's gone. I think. That, so. I think uh, John ends up being the, the one that that uh, we lose. Uh, you do. It? Yeah, I think him and the Night King are fighting. Blah blah blah. Uh, John gets killed, and then somebody—I'm not sure who it is—whether it's Danny, Arya, uh, whomever actually kills the Night King, but they're gonna avenge John. Kill them? Maybe it's yeah. Sam. I don't know. One thing's for certain, and that is that Sam will write a Song of Ice and Fire. The, the my end. favorite idea is like for like beautiful irony is that there's a there's an idea that the show is gonna end like the last shot is gonna be Sam as an old man finishing writing. A Song of Ice and right. Fire, and George R. R. Martin is going to play old version of Sam. Yeah. And so then, then George R. Martin will be playing a version of himself that has finished the story that he has not finished in real life. Yeah, that'd be pretty hilarious. Oh. And and you know, beautifully ironic. Do you guys do you guys think that after Game of Thrones ends, there will be another show, not necessarily right away, that will become the same type of uh, monoculture water cooler show that Game of Thrones has has served as the last couple of years. Absolutely not. Not. No. I think oh, there would have to be a book series that comes along of the same magnitude first. Uh, I think I think that there's room. I mean, after Game of Thrones is gone, I think people are going to be looking for the next yes. thing. And then <clears throat> I think it's easy for anything of quality to fill that void there's so much tv from so many different mediums how could one show short of a game of thrones type budget rise above the the all the rest of the shows i don't understand because i i agree with you megan that's people are going to want something to be there but i don't think you can force it i think it actually has to stand out by standing out yeah I, I think it'll happen. I I have faith in people's creative energies. That's a, that's a good faith to have. Yeah. There are a lot of shows. Every other week, someone tells me about a new show I haven't been watching. Right. I would welcome a new phenomenon like that. But I, but as your question about whether we'll have one that everyone watches at the same time. Yeah, where you have, you have people discussing it in on social media that night as it airs, and you have Reddit fan theories, and you have. People mention it on Saturday Night Live, and it sort of is in the pop culture ethos for a period of time. The way uh, that that the Golden Age shows of the previous decade, that Mad Men was for a period of time, Breaking Bad was for a short period of time at the end, and now Game of Thrones. Yeah. See, the, then, because then if once, because if anything after that comes, it would, I think it would have to be on HBO or one of the more premium because the, the broadcast networks are way too it wouldn't, it wouldn't they're like too vanilla they won't do it wouldn't be a show on ABC no because <laughs> Lost was in that same boat of a show that A people talked about and was in the ethos of pop culture and B had a really non-satisfying ending that has affected the legacy of the show yeah so I hope that Game of Thrones ends in a satisfying way to a good chunk of people at the very least people don't hate it because I'd hate for a show as good and sort of gargantuan and titanic as Game of Thrones to be ruined by trying to pull off the impossible which is ending the show right because wouldn't that that would leave 
people live tweeting, you know, that it would only leave sporting events and like award shows as the only things left that would we would like everyone would gather to like would consume in real time. time. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Doctor Who will have some Christmas episode that'll be really big, but nothing will I don't think anyone's gonna come back like the fiftieth anniversary was for like four years ago. It's hard to say. It's gonna be a new doctor, it's gonna be a lady. Lady doctor. Yep, that's good. About and that too. and that lady is excellent in the uh, third episode of Black Mirror, the entire history oh. of you. She's great in that episode. Oh, is she the the girlfriend in that one? She's the girlfriend in the entire Shit. history of you. She's the I new doctor. That. That's pretty cool. I forget her name. I forget her name. I apology. My apologies to 13. 12? 13. 12? 13. 13. 13. 13. Okay. Lucky you go- number. You just Google it right now like every other podcast. Nah. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> You're just going to take the hit. I refuse. Yeah. I like knowing stuff. I pride myself. Nice. Megan complimented me on knowing stuff. Wouldn't, wouldn't that mean you, know you want to just look it up? Farfetched is number 83 on the Pokedex, Eric. Okay? <laughs> What's number 69? That's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> well, Eric thinks it's really funny that uh, you don't know things. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> number one th- one thirty three is Evie. Oh, I love. I know Evie. a couple of sporadic. One thirty two is Ditto. I think. Oh. Either Ditto or Porygon. I, I've, anyway, in any case, um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about with you guys on this podcast today: two things. First. We were in your guys' apartment, but we're not in an apartment building. <laughs> no, we're not. We're in a warehouse. We're in a warehouse. You guys live right next to a train tracks. A train tracks. Two train tracks in a warehouse. So how how did this happen? Oh boy, that's a story. How, so how did apartments come to be above an auto body garage? Or how did we come to live here? Yes. Okay. Uh, I can't answer the first question. I think okay. somebody must have had the space and thought they could put humans here. Um, How did you guys end up here? It, lots of searching on Craigslist when I was in a bit of a panic zone in terms mm-hmm, of needing mm-hmm. housing. Like, I was three days away from throwing all of my worldly belongings in into storage oh. and living on Eric's couch. Yeah, that um, was not and a good time. I found this place on Craigslist and literally submitted an application to the guy that night. And he called me the next day saying, Do you want this place? And I said, Yes. And he said, When do you want to move in? And I said, Tomorrow. Yeah, like we, we, moved, in, we moved in here. Rather, Megan moved in here like the day she was supposed to move out of her old place. Wow. Yeah. Well, one, shout out to Craigslist. Yeah. Which, you know. Sometimes does not deserve shout outs, but other times it does. And you guys, the moment I walked in here, you've managed to, like, I don't know how many feet, this is, feet squared it is. It's not that many feet squared. It's got really nice high ceilings. This is wonderful for an audio medium. <laughs> They're really getting a visual here. I know. It's like you got the high good. ceilings, and it just feels homey and cozy. And I think that that's the most important thing to have in an apartment. I'm glad you guys have it. And it's, well, it's also you. very new. This was, place was built like two years ago. All yeah, the appliances that, are new. It's they true. Work. It does feel um, new. Like everything's really clean. Um, thanks to Megan, mostly. Except yeah. you've got be better about that. Except you've got an iPod. Cl- I'm looking at an iPod Classic 
and this little Sony stereo. It's great. That's, well, that's mine. <laughs> I mean, everything you're looking at right now, the entire entertainment center is all Eric. So most of the cozy things are mine. Oh, okay. We got this couch for like a hundred bucks, a hundo, a hundo, a good hundo, and one U-Haul rental. Because yes. that's how we—that's the only way we can get it here. And we were, got really lucky because we got stuck trying to bring it up the stairs. <laughs> oh God, that would have been—we would have been stuck there for a while. And then, like, when our landlord's friend showed us how to get in, we were like, "Oh, God. it was like being shown the the solution to a really tricky puzzle." Do you? Hmm. Oh, and you guys have to do a quick. You got to see a podcast live. Yes, we did. Oh, you got to so see. Good. You got to see a f- my brother, my brother, and me, Which also you, known as Mabimbam. Who and you've plugged them on the podcast, I think, twice before. Certainly once, and you got to see them live. And what was better live than just listening on a podcast? Oh, just God. like knowing you're in the same physical room as people, because podcasts room. are a really weird medium in that a lot of times they tend to be really informal, and it feels like hanging out with people. So you get to, like, build this a little bit of a relation, one-sided, really, relationship yeah, with these yeah, people. Yeah. Because you're listening to them talk all the time, and they're they're in your ears all the time, and then you see them, and you're in the same room, and you're like, they're my friends, but they don't know me. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. we have all the same inside jokes, but, like, they have no idea who I am. Yeah, I, I had a similar vibe from when I saw Game Grumps live. Not Ninja Sex Party, which I also saw live, and who were amazing, but... Yeah, and just and also just sort of it confirming that yes, they are as funny in person as they are in in, in, an, in an edited digital medium. Yeah, sociologically, it is kind of fascinating. Yeah, as a medium, uh, do you do you think it's weird for the is it the McElroy brothers? Yes. yes. Do you think it's weird for them? Like, do you think they can believe that they can go on tour? and have people like thousands of people see them record a podcast live? I'm sure it's uncanny. Like, I, th- I think they're coming into the place where they've been famous long enough that like they're kind of hitting their stride and like finding it to yeah, be more normal than it has been. Hashtag so hot right now. But yeah, I, there you I, go. I, I do think that like in the past, like the very recent past, it has been very strange for them yeah, they're to all fill the... rooms of people, <laughs> huge the, rooms. They're all dads now and they bring their whole family on tour. Mm. Yeah, yeah, babies and all. Like, there's a couple that aren't even a year old at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, and also just because so they what they do is usually they'll like they'll bring in some questions. So they do an advice podcast. but yep. it's but it's a faux advice podcast where they are just making jokes and they pull from Yahoo Answers. But after only about twenty minutes of the an hour and a half show, they just brought in audience the audience members up to a mic to answer quest to give questions. And almost everybody that they brought up was excellent. They had an excellent question that they really riffed on. So it was just really, 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 really impressive to see them work that well. Like, I couldn't believe how funny of a show it was. Yeah. Uh, do you hope that Fighting Fire with Fire gets to that point? Well, that'd be amazing. I would, yes. be, I would love... Cause I'd, it, <laughs> do you think we could still do it with just this one blue snowball microphone? Well, I think you well, might no. have to upgrade, maybe two. Maybe. Yeah, if you if you get a, <laughs> if you get a Patreon and start getting Blue Apron and uh, and you know MeUndies and Extreme Restraint sponsorships, oh then yeah, you'll, then you'll really uh, get going. <laughs> MeUndies, MeUndies, yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. Then you have to tell everybody about your underwear situation. Yeah, but if I was getting underwear shipped to me by a sponsor for free, that'd be pretty nice. Yeah. Underwear's mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I wouldn't mind talking if I was, you know, 
getting paid to do it, I wouldn't mind talking. Yeah, about or Blue Apron. We talked about how hard it is to eat healthy. Maybe Blue Apron could send us healthy meals. It's tricky because you have to commit to that a lot, right. and it's also not cheap at all. No, it's not. No, I read about. No, I remember no. thinking that, thinking about it, because you hear blue. You know the same sponsors for each podcast, mm-hmm. and I looked it up, and I was like, oh no. And then you also, uh, the packaging is not exactly uh, environmentally friendly. So this is a free sponsor for Blue Apron. Blue Apron, hit us up at... Uh, <laughs> we love well, you. That, no, was, uh, that was just a sharp criticism. I don't know about that. <laughs> Facebook.com slash with fire. Blapron.com. Yeah. Uh, you just you end up with a lot of like... Styrofoam. Styrofoam and those like... Bags that are cold. I forgot what they're right. called. Right, and if you and you could you could spend <laughs> those bags that are cold. So you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, this is this is mega ice packs. Best. There we go. There it is. Whoa! <laughs> and we thought we weren't gonna have a lot to talk about. Ice packs. Oh yeah. Um, okay. Bags <laughs> that are cold. All right. Listen. At least I had words. <laughs> I was able to describe to you what I was talking about. It's fine. So the a couple months ago, uh, a friend of mine named Bethany came into Lansdowne Pub and she had a decent amount to drink. And at the end of the night, she I was like, Bethany, how'd you do? She's like, I'm good, AJ. I just gotta go. Uh, I got to. Uh, I gotta go. I gotta. And she was trying to say that she had to break the seal. Which, for those of you who don't know, is when you have been drinking a lot and then you go to the bathroom one time and you pee, then thereafter, every half hour, yeah. every just a Not just even. a such a short amount of time in between, you're just going to pee, con- right? So you just you just pee constantly. But you guys know this. In any case, she was like, "Oh, I got to go break." She was trying to say, "I got to go break the seal," but drunkenly, I think she just couldn't just wrap her head around that idiom. That happens to people every now and then. You yeah. forget stuff. Yeah. Like you forget how to say ice pack. And you or, call it a cold or, bag. Or when my mom forgets, just says, oh, Lucy, Chris, the other one, who are you, whatever your name is, come over Yeah, here. yeah. Well, when the names of her kids? Oh, yeah. Shout no, out to every parent. Shout out to Deb, Deb, man. I love Deb. Deb. Uh, anyway, uh, Bethany goes, AJ, I gotta, I gotta, um, I gotta, I gotta go, uh, air out the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I have not said I have not said break the seal since. It is, it is oh my god! Why would you say break the seal? With air out the bucket. Air out the bucket. That's so much better. So, man, my bucket got real stinky. I gotta go air it out, man. Oh my god! I gotta go air out the bucket, oh no. man. And so, shout out to Bethany because I'm never gonna forget that. That's just the funniest thing of all time. Oh, that's super good. Oh my goodness. It's okay. Oh. But yeah, podcasts. Uh, <laughs> we'll give a secondary shout out to the Adventure Zone, which is the D and D podcast that the Macora Brothers do, and we've got become super big fans of. Like very when, nerdy. When you normally when people would sit down at night to like have a beer and watch TV, we we sit down and listen to the podcasts, and it is it is incredibly well done, both for them being funny, but also just being a really really good story, which we didn't expect. Yeah, you wouldn't think listening to people play D and D would be interesting, but right. I mean, listening to people talk about how it's interesting to listen to be like, I mean, we're gonna see how that <laughs> translates into That's this true. podcast. That's true. Uh, before we get out of here, I wanted to ask you guys, and not get out of here as in leave this apartment. Get out of here as in stop recording the podcast. I mean, I'm I'm feeling good. We can keep, if we go if you want to keep going, I'm I'm down. Well, Eric, I am very down to keep going. The only thing is. 
We tried. We and 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 <clears throat> full disclosure. We tried to pregame, not pregame. Outline this podcast. We didn't pregame this podcast. I mean, I did. Megan. I was gonna say <laughs> Megan had a margarita, but. We tried to do an outline for this podcast multiple times. We were like, we're going to talk about it. And we were like, Game of Thrones. And, and so here we are. And Eric, I'm all about keeping going and talking about more things and making a longer podcast. All we need is some subject matter. Yeah. And that is what we have not come up with. That's fair. Um, <laughs> no rebuttal. Just uh, I'm into it. <laughs> Uh, because I, I think that you guys are thoroughly entertaining people, but when you don't have the proper thing to talk about, because we could talk about politics, but it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think people, talk about the NFL a bit. Talk about was, football? I'd like to hear you talk more about how you think the NFL's product isn't good, whereas the NBA could easily fix their issue with the Warriors. Yeah, I mean, football is not as fun to watch after you've seen... Uh, the research about concussions. It's not as fun to watch when you hear about players getting degenerative brain disease like CTE, chronic traumatic encephalitis, and dying in their 50s and 60s. Or Junior Seau, who was a Hall of Fame linebacker, killing himself mm. because he could sort of feel himself going. Uh, it's hard to it's harder to watch the big hits and get jacked up about it when that yeah, happens. Yeah. It's even harder to watch the college football when it's younger kids going out and doing that to each other. And consequently, it means that careers of lots of non-quarterbacks and receivers are shorter. And so all these young NFL players who are ages 22 to 28 are all flying around. And they're bigger and stronger and faster than ever. And they're running around uh, in their pads like they're human missiles. They're beating the bejesus out of each other. And the teams aren't as good because... they. Guys can't stick around long enough, and there isn't as much continuity. So you have mediocre, really athletic guys uh, and teams flying around. It's why the, it's part of the reason why the Patriots have been so good for so long because they still have the continuity of head coach, quarterback, and just a few token, mm-hmm. not token, a few important leaders yeah. uh, throughout the rest of the team. And those guys keep turning over, but. It's not as fun to watch as uh, the NBA guys because a lot of fans of football don't know that many guys on their team, don't know what their faces look like, don't want to go watch them in person because it's more fun to sit home with your friends on a couch eating some wings watching football in HD than it is to be there in the cold and the wind and pay for an expensive beer and get through the traffic and the parking both ways. So it's – it's and yet the NFL still has the best ratings. So yeah. They're in no danger of, you know, going out of business. Even though I think on several levels it probably shouldn't be a sport. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Is uh, is the is this an NFL problem or a football problem? Uh, it's both because the NFL, Roger Goodell is a bad commissioner, who's yeah. a tyrant, and you know the as the as long as he's doing good by the owners, which is thirty one old white guys and one non-white guy like as long as he's doing right by them then they're going to keep him there as commissioner Mm -hmm. and so it's we're kind of stuck yeah it's a shame uh whereas basketball there are dozens and dozens of recognizable relatable guys who you see as human beings not as you know 
tanks. Right, tanks. Tanks with like very I was gravity. very very happy that JJ Watt, who's one of the few defensive players who actually has a brand and people know what his face looks like, that he raised tens of millions of dollars yeah. for Hurricane Harvey. That was really good. Uh, but he's the exception, like a lovely exception to the rule, mm-hmm. the like cold steel NFL shield rule. Uh, pretty much every team in the NBA has a guy that you'd want to watch and relate to and like is a good person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, the NBA seems to have a lot less of the Ray Rice, Ezekiel Elliott, Greg Hardy yeah, type. Yeah. Josh Lambeau, uh, um, Adrian Peterson. Would you say that what happened last playoffs was a bit of a fluke, or do you think that's also more more like the problem? Where like only like, two games all of last playoffs that were one no. I think it's it like if you have worse teams, you're gonna have worse playoff games. Even and like even though a lot of them might end up being closely contested, they might not be great games. That was definitely the case with week one of the NFL season last Sunday. I this is fun. You're like the podcast host right now. <laughs> I'm Fighting Fire with Fire, the Eric Simpson show. I ask questions and AJ goes to length and t- answers the questions. I just 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 go into uh, 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 soliloquies where I, I am just uh, <laughs> just because I don't know you what you googly is. Just love the sound of my own voice, but that's the case with every podcast host. I think you have a good voice. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh, stop, stop! But don't stop. I also like <laughs> Megan's voice for the record. No, and Megan doesn't like her own voice, but that's okay. Uh... Eric. I wish all the I wish you, you, it'd be it was at all easy to upend football as a sport and replace it with soccer in this country like football football yeah yeah or or just any other less dangerous sport for kids and adults alike but it is so deeply entrenched not only as America's like you know baseball was America's pastime but America's pastime of this time of the last 50 years has been football Mm-hmm. And kids grow up playing it in most parts. You know, there are big swaths of the country where it's the biggest sport mm-hmm. by far, and it's a problem. I don't know. You can't uproot all these kids who grow up and all these towns where high school football is the thing, and then or where college football is the thing, or in Green Bay, Wisconsin, where pro okay. football is the thing, and they all own the team. Which is really cool. Which, Which more is of the teams cool. are like Yeah, that. absolutely. Because there are 31 owners and then the Packers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a rule that says no other team can be like that. The Packers are sort of grandfathered in that way. Mm. None of the other teams are... Like, the NFL says to the, you can't have your team be that way. But I think when the Patriots are no longer good and Brady is not... Not not to sound bandwagony, but I don't think I'm going to watch very much football after that. You don't think? I, 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 I don't, don't think they'll find another good quarterback. But but it's hard. It's harder than I. It's harder than I. When I say that, I, I you know it's easier said than done. I I'm in seven fantasy leagues this year. I don't Jesus. expect to be in. I don't expect to be in none in a couple years. Mm-hmm. And what am I going to do on Sunday when everybody's like, "What do you you know? Come watch the game." I'm going to be like, "No, I'm going to twiddle my thumbs." Oh yeah, I could find something to do. Mm-hmm. I could go apple picking. I could go on a bike ride. Mm-hmm. Could exercise. Do some yoga. Do some yoga. Seriously. We should do podcast yoga. That'd be riveting audio. That's, I'm sure that exists, actually. Well, yeah, sure. Guided podcast. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. That sounds fantastic. Anything else before we get out of here? Um, do you have any more podcast recommendations? Yes. Listen to Pod Save the People with DeRay McKesson. DeRay McKesson mm-hmm. is uh, one of the best podcasts. 
of all the activists who actually have a voice in media, did you he's mean probably Save America? No, because no, it's an it's, off, it's an offshoot of it. It's in the oh, same. Okay. It's under the same uh, umbrella. You've got Pod Save America, Pod Save the People, and Pod Save the World, which is foreign policy stuff, which is also really like I have a harder time listening to that because I don't relate to it as much because it's about foreign policy. But it's fascinating. They did one on Venezuela. They did one on North Korea. They did oh. one on uh, Pakistan. Like it's 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 a real like my ignorant behind needs to try and stay informed somehow. So mm-hmm. uh, Pod Save America is incredibly liberal and the, the guys really know what they're doing the former speech writers for Obama and for Hillary John Lovett Tommy Vitor and John Favreau and they're great and what they've started is great as a company Crooked Media but Pod Save the People with DeRay McKesson is the, the the one that's a can't miss for me okay and he despite the things that he sees and has been through the when he talks you believe in him and in like people it's really nice. Wow. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That Shout fantastic. out to Duray McKesson. Um, that being said, as always, you can listen to all episodes of Fighting Fire with <laughs> Fire on SoundCloud.com slash Fighting Fire with Fire, Facebook.com slash The AJ Rose Show, on Twitter at The AJ Rose Show, AJ Rose Show at gmail.com, Eric Leroy Simpson at. No, I'm kidding. Uh, you I mean sure. Also, Google Play. That's and Google Play. You always, I always forget, yeah. and you always yeah, 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 don't yeah. forget uh, that you can also listen to us on Google Play. You can listen to Fighting Fire with Fire. All episodes. All 67 episodes. Incredible. Sam, you better make a good number 69. I'll be, I'll be waiting. <laughs> Meanwhile, the, the poor soul who has to do number 68 is like, oh, you know, I'm missing out. Oh, well. <laughs> Just invite them in. Yeah. There's you know. no limit on how many people you can have in your 69. Ah. Hey. hi <laughs> Limit of two. And <laughs> you, you're, you're limiting it. Uh, a 169 I got to watch ah <laughs> there you go there you go once as an episode 169 you can be on that one no well, like if there were if that's the third digit that's just off to the side just ah the third wheel ah. Maybe well done I don't know. so for Megan for Megan Lambros <laughs> and Eric Simpson I'm AJ Rose we got it done we're through we made it we'll see you next time <laughs> cheers Cheers. Cheers.